0: coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York Av, Tafshin Ayin Zion I'm Mayor Weingarten Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network
1: i <laughs> Share a good
0: Yedigov, Ya Yavoh, and this Erev Rosh Chodesh here on the Israel Show. Welcome one and all. We're here every Monday, immediately following Jamin in the AM. 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Israel Time. And wherever you are, whatever time it is now, that's when we're on where you are. We're also available on demand. Whenever you want to listen to the show, you can do so. Via the Nachum Siegel Network app Which is available for free For both uh, iOS, iPhones and Androids So uh, if you don't have it yet Go and pick it up That's like a must That's that's a must in every Jewish home And um, and via the uh, website NachumSiegel.com We have a great Facebook page Facebook.com slash The Israel Show uh, Slowly, slowly, slowly The Facebook page is making its way Toward um, 500 likes Which... You know, it's not huge, but it's a very exciting uh, milestone to reach when we reach it. We're at 490-something, so uh, we're looking forward to that. Facebook.com slash The Israel Show. We post um, links to the music that we play during the show, to YouTube videos of the, of the songs. We'll post links to things we speak about. If it's an article or a particular topic, we won't bombard you. We won't uh, post links to stuff that you're not going to that you'll see elsewhere we, we we try to keep it somewhat exclusive and um but give you great information um we're going to talk today about a bunch of things the demolition of the home of the terrorist that murdered three members of the solomon family in the just a few friday nights ago you remember the pictures with the uh blood-filled floors But there's something strange about it. The IDF announced it is destroying the home. They somehow were able to not have to deal with the court system that usually blocks these things, the left-wing organizations and so forth. But, seemingly, if you look at the pictures, there's something wrong. We'll talk about that. We'll try and understand what's going on over there. Um, We will talk about Rasmia Ode. A uh, um, a um, Arab terrorist who, in 1969, planted a bomb in Jerusalem, killing two young Jews, was sentenced to life in prison. You'll be shocked to hear what she's been doing with that life. And uh, we have some, we have one or two little insights about the eclipse. I mean, if you're here in America, you can't you can't escape it. Everyone's talking about the eclipse. And um, we'll give some insights into that coming up. And in honor of the eclipse, here is Yaldei Hayereach, Children of the Moon. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs>
2: Wir hühnen im Metzade ha bismonir, <laughs> emshar u leetbi beishonim dolim vo arim. Chil du kolo tu leva vot. Mukeshira el Em lamdu et haemet, mileni blues mitgens bells. Bina tobot barakavot atachtiot. Un- evet- like the the God-t and the Lord said, Y al de hija y alea, y al de hija yalea, y I'm a
0: Shalom with Yaldei Hayereach here on the Israel Show. My name is Meir Weingart, and you're tuned to the Nachum Segal Network. And thank you very much for doing so. That was in honor of the eclipse. So, uh, songs about sun, songs about moon, you know, they all work uh, because it's uh, the moon is going to be hiding the sun. Rabbi Avram Navon, graduate of the Gush, he's a rabbi in Israel, a young rabbi who's very well-spoken, has written a number of books. He he had a post and and I'm just giving you from the end of the post. It's a very cute and and very media true. He says that there's so you know this, it, it is the most covered uh, media covered uh, solar eclipse in the uh, history of humankind. That's probably true, especially as it's uh, crossing through the United States and the, the United States is one of the media capitals of the world. So he says the solar eclipse has all the elements of a media event. It's predictable. So they know where to be and when. It has no real influence on the future. It's like, it's like the paparazzi, you know. Oh, this, that, have this one split up with that one. It has no consequences to us. Um, it, it just happens. It makes for good video. And that's a key in, in news coverage. And he says, and it adds darkness to the world. <laughs> um, there's a lot of truth to that regarding the uh, media in the world that we live in, sadly. That's a cute little uh, point from him. Um, I found yesterday, this is very interesting, uh, you know, the Gemara, the Talmud in, in Sukkot, everybody knows that by now, I, I assume, anybody who's looked into it is aware of that, Um says that when the moon or the or the, the, the sun or the erech or the moon are lokim, they get hit. And in Hebrew, in modern Hebrew, we call the eclipses likui, likui ha-shemesh. When they get hit, and that's the sense, and we have the sense that chazal mean that there's an eclipse, they get covered over. So it's a bad omen. If the sun, it's a solar eclipse like today, it's a bad omen for the entire world. And if it's a, a lunar eclipse, then it's a bad sign for the Jewish people because we use the lunar calendar. It's something I never understood. Uh, Chazal did have a, a, a very intricate understanding of astronomy. Um they knew, I would have to imagine, that an eclipse is a regular, ongoing event that we can tell exactly when it's going to happen. It's not something that just pops up. So it's hard. I don't understand, and I've been looking for explanations, haven't found them yet. Uh, I've found some explanations, but I haven't found any that satisfy me about what chazal are are, are meaning. It can't be that um, something that happens on a regular basis a predictable basis, I should say, not on a regular basis. On a predictable, predictable basis, and as part of the way God set up the earth, has a built-in um, bad omen. But I, I, in looking up um, stuff online, thank God for the internet, I found the Orchos Tzadikim, and he makes an unbelievably beautiful point. He says that a person has to always remember the greatness of God, and he should understand the creations that God created on the world—small creations, big creations. In in the language of, uh, of of a lot of the philosophers and so forth, the galgalim are the the solar system, what we'd call the solar system, like wheels in a sense. But the, the solar system that goes around. So how it, it is incumbent upon us that we remember the greatness of God and the 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 science that is a result of God's creations. How does this the moon and the stars and so forth interact? <inaudible> The rains coming down and the wind blowing, and, and many, many more—just too many to mention. Meaning the the events that we call nature, which are actually creations of God. And because we this is a daily occurrence, we don't we don't think twice about it. The sun rises in the morning, it sets in the evening. It happens every day, day in, day out. We do say in our tefillah, we thank God for doing so, but usually we don't really appreciate it because it is man's nature not to appreciate things that he has. You take it for granted. I've said it very often about the state of Israel. We were born into it. We have it. The previous generations that didn't understood how amazing it was, what a miracle it was, how thankful we should be about it. Our generation and future generations were born into it. Don't always uh, appreciate it because we just have it and we take it for granted. That's human nature. So, so the Orchat says that because you see it every day, so you're you don't think about it too much, and you don't say, "Wow, holy cow, unbelievable! Oh, look, the sun rose." But if there's an eclipse, then you look at it and you say, "Oh my gosh, what the heck is happening?" And that's why people tens of thousands of people are driving from all over the United States to be in that zone where they're going to see the full, the full eclipse. The reason we're so excited about it and we so are into it as something special is because it doesn't happen every day. It happens only once every. Therefore, watch them. With, it, he doesn't say this, but obviously he means, with special glasses only, very careful, don't look up at the sun. Everybody warns everybody about it, but we need to do our part. Don't look up at the sun unless you have those special glasses and they have the the rating that is proper for looking at the eclipse. Don't look up, even during the eclipse. So he means take take uh, either use glasses or, or be cognizant of it. Make yourself as if you've never seen the sunrise As if you've been blind until now Now suddenly your eyes have been opened And you can see That's the way you should view it every day and he brings a pasuk from Tehilim, Kino Rot Nifleiti. The end of the pasuk says, Maasecha. Your work, your 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 creations are wonderful, are amazing, are awe inspiring. Vinafshi Yodadmo I know it very well. So basically, what he's saying is, when you have an eclipse, you you should take stock of the fact that something that that is here every day. And we can take it for granted because it's here every day. When it's taken away from us, we suddenly miss it. And during an eclipse, it is taken away for, from us for a short time. And it should trigger in our mind the feeling of thanks, the the emotions of, oh my, what would happen if we wouldn't have it? And we should carry that with us at all times. As the Orchus uh, Tzadikim, number 23 is the way that appears. Here's another one for the, uh, for the eclipse. Nachum played it this morning. Karen Shemesh, Karen Orr, Edna Lev. My name is Maya Weingarten. You are tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Karen Shemesh, Karen R, the rays of the sun, the rays of light, as we anticipate the uh, eclipse. By the way, if you're not sure what time it is, wherever you are, I mean, it's the easiest thing now. Go online, just type in Solar Eclipse 2017 and where you are, and there is a listing and a map and uh, and, and, and graphics and everything you can possibly want. It explains what's going on, everything. Shout out going out to my ima, my mom, listening in this morning. And we're very on the app, by the way, on the Nachum Siegel Network app. We're very happy that she's uh, tuned in. We send regards also to the great staff at uh, Chaim Salman in Brooklyn. And we wish them all the best. And to Joanne and to Barbara. And to all those who have been so nice and dedicated to her well-being during a difficult time. Thank you all so much and bo ker tov to Ima. Um, The new train has been talked about for quite a number of years. A train, a high-speed railway, was tested out yesterday for the first time between Tel Aviv and Yerushalayim. This is amazing. And in fact, as promised, it took 28 minutes. It was empty. It was just a test. But it works. It's set to open in April of 2018. It's not so far away. That's like, what is that, six, seven months from now. Six months. Can you imagine traveling between Tel Aviv and Jerusalem in 28 minutes? Wow. My mother remembers traveling between tel aviv and jerusalem when it was well over an hour in a rickety car or a bus through difficult roads and times where you couldn't go because the arabs were were um, ambushing the 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 convoys what a world what a miracle we're living through 28 minutes it's been under construction since t- 2001 it'll Complement the existing slower Jaffa Jerusalem railway, which which was part of the uh, Ottoman Empire's nineteenth century railroad. When they say slower, they, they that that's like a euphemism. Anyway, you, um, I, I'm assuming that everybody has heard about the uh, terror attack in Barcelona. Um, it, it, we were uh, spared. A much bigger attack the radical Islamic terrorists a cell it was a cell that the Spanish um, police and Spanish intelligence were not aware of this cell had a plan of blowing up a church in Barcelona would have left uh, many many more dead as it turned out 13 dead which is more than enough The terrorist, the mastermind, uh, probably the head of the cell, who's still on the loose, rammed a van into a crowded street, into a uh, um, tourism spot in Barcelona. It's called Rambla, and um, and killed thirteen people. Now, we all know that this is not new. We all know that it happened in France where terrorists took a car and ran through a crowd in a popular tourist site. We know it happened in Germany. And we, of course, know that it happens in Israel. It's been happening for a number of years where Arabs take their cars and ram them into bus stops and so forth and many have been killed. Well, on CNN, it seems... They've forgotten this. <laughs> CNN's Jim Schudo, he's the chief national security correspondent for CNN. Do you know what he said? He said, well, this could be a copycat. Because it's exactly like what happened in Charlottesville, Virginia, where somebody took a car and rammed it into a crowd. Wow. So therefore... A donkey's like a horse because they both have four legs. I mean, what a stupid comparison. How literally inane, idiotic do you have to be to say such a thing? And then there's more. So here, we're going to play for you. Jim Shudo, as he's talking uh, live from Barcelona. Now I know that that, you know, when you're on live, you sometimes say things that you didn't think out completely. Trust me, I know. But then the host gives it more uh, gives it more strength, sort of like confirms, reconfirms a little bit of what what he's saying. So here first is uh, Jim Shudo.
3: In light of the, the uproar of the last several days, five days apart you have uh, white supremacists in Charlottesville use a vehicle to kill and here you have attackers at least following the modus operandi of uh, terrorists using vehicles uh, apparently to kill as well. And, and, and that sh- th- th- those shared tactics uh, th- that should be alarming.
0: Oh, these are shared tactics that should be alarming. So if a terrorist uses a scissor and another one uses a scissor, it must be a copycat. I- I'm I'm blown away. And, and do you know what's behind it, I believe, is to say What's happening in America, which of course in the media's thought is because of Donald Trump, it's it's spreading out to the rest of the world. It must be a copycat. What are you talking about? Five days later, and they use the same the same type of killing machine. It's been going on for for years now in Europe with the radical uh, Islamic terrorists using cars and trucks. In Israel, they used cranes, bulldozers, whatever they could get their hands on in order to in order to kill. How could you possibly connect this to what went on in Charlottesville? Now, if you think that, okay, the guy can say a stupid thing, here's Wolf Blitzer, the Wolf Blitzer, oh, very well-regarded CNN host, reinforcing what he said. I mean, now I'm really shocked.
3: Yeah, and there will be questions about copycats. There will be questions if uh, what happened... Uh, in Barcelona uh, was it all at all uh, a copycat version of what happened in Charlottesville, Virginia, even though there may be different characters, different political ambitions uh, they used the same uh, the same killing device, a vehicle going at, at high speed into a group, a large group of pedestrians
0: really, they used the same killing device, a vehicle going at large speed. <laughs> And therefore, these are uh, seriously. I mean, the only thing I can think about that is as absurd is the thought of uh, of you know a horse and a camel and a and, and a donkey. They all have to be the same because they all have four legs. And look at that! Oh my gosh, my friends, it it is shocking to think about. It's just shocking, and I don't know where we're where we're going to end up with all this media insanity that is being fed to us day in and day out. And we we can at least see differently, but most of the population hears this and they sort of, yeah, that makes sense. This coming Friday is the site of Harav HaVamitzchak HaKohen Cook, the Great Rav Cook, Gimel Elul. And uh, in that commemoration of that, we will play Kanfei Ruach. Which is uh, Bini Landau singing together with the students of the high school, what's called the Yeshivatzi Irim, the high school of Merkaz Harav. Beautiful. The words are by Rav Cook, talking about the wings. Everybody has wings that God gave him in order to soar upward and upward. And if you and if you remember them and use them, God will help you and push you further up. And that is true. We have to motivate ourselves and God will help us. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Segal Network. (laughs)
1: Alele malale benadan alele malale benadan alele malale alele malale Sehr gern
0: Words of rough Cook, whose yard side is this um, coming Friday, Gimel Elul Ben Adam. Alei alei. rise, rise up, Azlacha, you have great strength. Yeshlacha Kanfei ruach. you have wings that that are being blown up. Have they have supporting winds. Kanfei nisharim Abirim, you have wings of the great eagles. Altika don't deny them. So that they don't end up failing you. If you look for them, if you motivate it and push yourself, they will be there for you. Binny Landau, and the uh, members of the Yeshiva Letzi. My name is Weingart Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We have great listeners who are posting, commenting via the Nachum Siegel Network app. You can do so during the show. After the show, that isn't available. But after the show, you can post anything you like, if you want, on the Facebook page, if you're part of it. Facebook.com slash The Israel Show. You can ask questions, make comments, etc. So listener whose username is he. I I don't know uh, his or her name, phrased the question that I had about the eclipse beautifully, how can an eclipse be a response to human conduct when eclipses occur at predictable, predictable, oh gosh, predictable <laughs> points in time? And uh, he sends us to look at two sources. The Maharal, Be'er Hagola 6, and the Orachlaner on Sukkah, on the Gemara, the Talmud in Sukkah, tractate Sukkah, 29A, Hafted Aleph, which we mentioned before. And he says that that comes from the OU, Halacha, Yomit, I guess of today. So I'm going to look at that later on. And um, if I find anything that, that I feel is great and works, I will share it with you. So, in 1969, Rasmia Yusuf Ode, that's a a female name, a member of the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine, the PFLP, carried out a terror attack, killing two and injuring many. This is in 1969. It took place at the Supercell. If you've been to Yushalayim, yeah, I'm sure you noticed. It's a famous, iconic supermarket just off of uh, Kikar Tsarfat Kikar Paris whatever it's called right near where the King's Hotel is and the plaza on Agron Street it's uh, just off one of those main intersections of Yerushalayim the supercell is still there bustling as ever but killed in the attack were two young men Leon Ari Kanner 21 years old and Edward Jofi 22 years old both of them were Hebrew University students and by the way, this was not a radical Islamic terror attack. No, no. The PFLP is a secular Palestinian Marxist, Leninist, and revolutionary socialist organization founded in 1967 by George Habash. That's interesting. This is um, has nothing to do with Islam. Just radical. She was a radical. Radical Marxist-Leninist. Other participants of the terror attack, members of her cell, have publicly stated in interviews on television, on radio, that it was she, Rasmiya Yusuf Odeh, who picked the location of the supermarket to be the place for the bomb, and she is the one who placed the bomb there. And she was convicted by an Israeli court and sentenced to life in prison. And that's where the story should end, you would think. But, but, after she spent 10 years in prison, so I guess this is like 1980 or so, she was released in a prisoner exchange. Here we go again. So now, what does she do? Well, in 1994... She immigrates legally to the United States of America. She got an immigrant visa by lying on her visa notification or visa form, saying that she was never involved in killing or in any sort of felony and so forth and so on. I guess no, not too many people in the United States immigration did any sort of checking, and she was granted. She was granted immigration status, and later she became a citizen of the United States. Over 20 years she's been living here. A murderer. A terrorist. Now, you would think that, uh, considering her history, she would keep a low profile. Oh, no. No. She was a leader, Of the radical left wing in America. She was a leader of of several organizations. She went and spoke around the United States. She was one of the. Sponsors leaders of the protest. Earlier this year called a day without women. And thankfully. Organizations like Shurat Hadin and others. Alerted the United States government, and uh, over a process that took a few years, they announced last week that she will be thrown out of the United States and her citizenship will be revoked. Okay. Quote, Hopefully this will be the final chapter in the tragic story of this still dangerous and unrepentant PFLP terrorist who tried, who did, defraud the United States Immigration Services Shurat Hadin, director Nitsana Darshan Leitner, said on Thursday, this past Thursday, in advance of the hearing, she was representing Edward Jaffe's brother, Harold, and she assisted the U.S. Department of Justice in in their suit. It's a great organization, Shurat Hadin. They do amazing work, and, and I don't know where she gets the ability to do so many things at the same time with such great devotion and knowledge and it's amazing. Nitzana Darshan Leitner. Shurat Hadin. You can look them up online. You'll see some of what the amazing stuff that they've done. Now, Rasmia Yusuf Odeh is being thrown out. But she has a very good friend. That's a name that you probably did hear. Linda Sarsour. Linda Sarsour is an American. Very close friend, in fact, of Rasmia Yusuf Odeh. They worked on a lot of projects together. She is an outspoken, I guess you would say, jihadist. She she has publicly praised jihad. Of course, later she said she didn't mean really jihad. She meant a different jihad. And this radical Arab, she's a Palestinian, she says she... she identifies herself as a Palestinian, is becoming very popular. She was uh, leader of the uh, Women's March after uh, Donald Trump was inaugurated. She was front and center. She speaks everywhere. Not only that, she was invited, Linda Sarsour, to be the speaker, the guest speaker, at a CUNY graduation a few months ago. That's the City University of New York right here. In our backyard, and there were protests, and Dove Heikens and others protested. Didn't help. It did not help. And Linda Sarsour spoke at the graduation. Now, Time Magazine online, it's like they're they're also in some alternative universe. They praised her. They provided a link to her speech live and afterwards. And in addition, they posted the transcript Here's now she was very careful. She didn't say anything. She said we're against, uh, we're anti-Semitism and so forth. She was very careful. She knew that all eyes were on her, and if she would say anything anti-Semitic or something like that, they they would pounce on her. So she was careful, but she did say this. And this, by the way, is Deiragoren in the radical left. Quote: Rooted, her activism is rooted in the moments when we were wronged. We meaning the people starting from the days of our founding meaning the united states of america from the initial first days of the history of our country and the massacre of indigenous people the massacre of the indians basically what she's saying the native what they call native americans to the forced enslavement of black africans to segregation to the chinese exclusion act to the internment of japanese americans to mass incarceration also known as modern day slavery you understand if you put if you put prisoners who've committed crimes in prison it's mass incarceration and that's like slavery because you know you take these people who, who committed crimes and put them in prison i mean doesn't that sound like slavery to you to everything in between to everything in between everything about america is bad everything about america is wrong it's it, america's ethically a, a, b- a bad place It is It is not an ethically Lofty place It's not a place where Morals Rule It's just the opposite And everything in between All America does is bad and bad and bad And takes advantage of other people and so forth But what about all the rest? What about all the America That she doesn't talk about? What about the America that, that freed Europe twice, World War One and World War II and gave a tremendous number of lives to save Europe and the world in World War Two from Germany what about the America that understood that slavery was wrong and stopped it and had a war, an internal war and was led by people like Abraham Lincoln and others and eventually stopped it it took time But you think slavery was uh, an American invention? Slavery still goes on in parts of the Arab world. Slavery was something that was accepted throughout the world. It was America that put an end to it, that said we don't agree with it. It took a long time. It did. And it, it, it is a stain on America as is the internment of the Japanese, and a few other, But you don't take the exceptions and make a rule out of them. Because at the end of the day, I want to see America as it is, a place of high moral ground, and she and others in the radical left want to say that America is just the opposite. It's a horrible place, and all they do, from day one, from when we first arrived on these shores... We were involved in killing those who we didn't like and enslaving them and so forth. No context, no historical, nothing. These are dangerous voices. These are dangerous voices that are out there. These are dangerous voices that are in our universities and that are invited to speak at commencement ceremonies in CUNY in the City University of New York and are applauded. And don't you think for a minute that when she's not being looked at so carefully, she doesn't expose herself as the anti-Semite that I believe she is, who doesn't understand, doesn't believe in the fact that Israel should exist, and so forth. What can I say? It's 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 very sad what's happening in our country, and don't think, don't think that it's uh, oh a small minority of people. It's not. This mindset is spread throughout the universities in the United States. So um, we have to do our best to fight it, and there are different ways of fighting it. Organizations that are on campus and campuses that are doing a good job, and we have to encourage them and support them and, and 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 be aware, be aware of what's going on out there. Okay, we were going to talk about the uh, demolishing of the home, the house of the terrorist, Omer el-Abed, but we're not going to get to it. We just don't have enough time, so we'll do it next week, God willing. It's a fascinating story. It's worth tuning in le- next week just for this story. You remember a few weeks ago on Friday night, a terrorist, a young, a young terrorist, made his way into the Solomon household in the Ve'i Tzuf and slaughtered three family members. Well, right away the army knew who he was, where, what town he was from, where his family was. They went and uh, within a short period of time. The army announced that they they are demolishing, they did demolish the family home. And then, the other day, I see a post of a young Israeli gentleman who shows two pictures. One is of a bulldozer literally demolishing his home. I don't know where he was from. Was he from Gush Katif? Was he from Amona? I don't know, but we know that Israel has demolished homes of Jews many times, and they're demolished, period. And then he shows a picture of the home that the IDF supposedly demolished, and guess what? The house is standing. Yes, they did a lot of damage. They literally dug into the walls from the outside and ripped out the insides, but the house itself, the structure... The foundations and the pillars that hold the, you know, hold it up on the four corners and in corners and in the middle, they're still standing. And well, so I, I, don't know. I'm going to try and look into it even more and and understand what is going on. Why does, why does the Israeli government and the defense forces actually, seemingly, want to fool us and tell us that something happened that they actually took action? when it doesn't look like they really did so we'll get to that next week and um, read part of an article that appeared which is pretty sad interviewing the the family of this terrorist i don't know why they get space even in israeli media but unfortunately they do okay we're gonna close out let's see what are we gonna close out with um how's that that's an old one Ilanit with and that, that I guess describes the uh, eclipse only the moon will be shining well not, not really shining but you know what I'm saying Uh wow that is 1971 Israeli uh, song festival that's when that debuted We ask you to keep in mind Uri Avraham Ben Elisheva for a Rufu Ashleima. Uri Avraham Ben Elisheva for a Rufu Ashleima. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network. And my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Coming up next on the Nachum Siegel Network, new on the roster, Yoni Pollack with After Further Review, a new show covering the latest in the world of sports, followed by an encore presentation of headlines with David Lichtenstein, and then the great Monday Music Marathon. Until next Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. Oh no, they're just running in a different race.